Pastor, uh, in the epistle, I believe, Paul is saying, um, I do the thing that um, I, don't I don't want to, want to do, yes. and the words that I want to do, mm -hmm. those I don't do. And uh, somewhere we're referring to, to mm -hmm. sin, he said, it's not me sinning, mm. but it is the sin which is in me, mm. which is making me do that. Okay. So, does that mean that, like you said, we are duplicate inside? There is yes. the chance, Okay, uh, I understand uh, you. Yeah. Uh -huh. it's so, yeah. Okay. So, that is, go to Romans 7. Uh, is, is that the question? Yes. In Romans 7, um, I think it's in verse uh, um, 15. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Yes. It is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwell in okay. Yes, sir, it is. Okay. Okay. There was a question from Romans 7. And if you read from verse 15, it says, verse 14, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold, under sin. For, uh, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present within me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. The question was then, if something is in you that is going one way, and you're going the other way, is there now a duplicity in you? The answer is yes. What is the duplicity? What is the conflict? It is between the flesh and the spirit. You are born in sin. And you have been brought up in sin. I'm not talking about you in particular, yeah? I, I'm talking about the human, uh, yeah, do you understand, yeah? Please, the pastor is not condemning you, and this is not me being strict here. Yeah? Hallelujah. So, in Romans 8, 1, it says, Now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes? Yeah, actually, the next chapter, yeah? Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Mm -hmm. So there, there is the flesh and the spirit. Yes, that is in Romans 8. 
that Romans 8 one. Now remember that this, when Paul wrote it um, to the Romans, he didn't write it in paragraphs and verses. He wrote it as a letter, yeah? But for us to understand, for us to refer to it, it we have paragraphs and verses, which makes it easier because when I say, now let us go to like um, verse 15 on chapter 7, you will understand that, yes? So, remember there is sin in the flesh and holiness in the spirit, yes? So, it says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For, I will, for I, what I will to do, I do not, that I do not practice what, what I hate, that I do. So, here's the, now, instruction from the Lord. God is spirit, yes? In John 4, 26 onwards, that in your spirit, man, God says, take a right. Yes, for example, turn right. But your, everything in you says, turn left. So what I'm doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, I do not practice. But what I hate, I do. That means in your will, that means you want to be like God, or you want to obey God, like I say, be a good boy, be a good girl. Yes, do you understand? You want to be acceptable to the Lord and you want to obey Him by turning right. But you find yourself turning left. Did you understand? So what Paul is saying is that which made me turn left is not the actual me who wanted to walk according to the Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I, instead of walking according to the Spirit, mm -hmm. walked according to the flesh. Because of what? The sin within me. If there was no sin that was taken away, God says, go right, you go right. God says, go up, you go up. Do you understand? But there is that conflict. Even if you renew your mind and sharpen your acts, your flesh will always tell you what it thinks you should do. But if you renew your mind, you could overcome that. Do you understand? But here, what Paul is saying is, even if you take a left, when God said, take a right, what does it say in Romans 8? Now there is no condemnation. God doesn't condemn you. In other words, like I said a couple of weeks ago, if you smoke a cigarette, God doesn't love you any lesser. His love doesn't depend on whether you're smoking a cigarette or whether you're doing something against your body. God doesn't love you any lesser, yes? But you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, yes? So by you smoking that cigarette, you are actually sinning because it is not your body. 
And I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit will not tell you to have cigarettes, yes? Because it's His body, do you understand? Whose temple you are, keep it worth it of being a vessel of honor not a vessel of dishonor yes mm -hmm. so you understand the theme of this yes yeah, you can go in different levels but the thing is that before you were filled with the Holy Spirit before Jesus came you could not even hear God turning, telling you to turn right. Mm -hmm. What you had was a book. The law revealed through Moses and subsequently, yes, saying, okay, it is the will of God to turn right. It's precept, it's to turn right, yes. Therefore, I understand his precepts, yes. Do you understand, yes? Meaning, he wants the righteousness to be fulfilled according to him by you turning right. But you don't hear that, but it is written in the law. But you turn left anyway. You have no, no power to overcome what your flesh says. But you have your willpower. So, what was the saying? You were talking about... Uh Yes, yes. In like okay. So we were interrupted by the doorbell, and therefore I lost the flow of what uh, I was saying. But basically, in the Old Testament, you had the book of the law. And you just read it and put your faith on that. And if you did it well and good, but you had no power within you to overcome other than you mind and your self-will, your willpower. Do you understand? By great willpower you say, okay, I will do that. But even that will fail sometimes because, okay, it's not just God saying turn right, it's the devil opposing you not to do what God wants you to do through different things. Do you understand? So, that is sin. So you have your flesh nature opposing what God wants you have the devil himself and his minions opposing what God wants and it continues basically there's nothing in you to overcome other than what you have in you that you were born with do you understand but there were spare, uh, people se select people elect of God who were filled with the Holy Spirit God spoke to them directly yes now that Speaking is part of the new covenant where you hear from God mm -hmm. and if you sharpen your hacks, as I say, you will be strengthened. Okay, your flesh wants to turn left, but you recognize that is your flesh talking, but you will do the will of God. Remember, our forefathers ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So it's not good or evil, but the will of God. Do you understand? Now, the will of God may be equal to what we think is good. Sometimes we may think that is evil. Because in the Old Testament, killing babies and animals, uh, we think that is evil. But 
There is a reason for that, obviously, because of the genetic um, solution uh, to, was to destroy what God had not made. Do you understand? That is the reason he had to wipe out our creation with the flood. Because along with what he made, there was what he had not made, what humans had made. And then it came to be that only those people in the ark were what he had made. The rest was not what he had made. There was that curve. We can't imagine that. But it'll be like that in the end. So we just have different names for it. Do you understand? In one movie, um, parents, before the child is born, they can actually um, tailor the DNA to suit what they want of the child. Whether the, the, the child is, do you want an intellectual or an athlete or whatever? If the DNA is there, do you understand? You can suit it. So when the child is born, it'll be a great swimmer according to the limits of the DNA. Mm. And there are some people who are going beyond that. Do you understand? So the movie is that one person chose to be the swimmer. Do you understand? Well, his elder brother, his parents didn't choose at all. Natural childbirth. Yeah? Do you understand? So obviously the younger brother whose DNA is modified was a stronger, physically stronger one. Do you understand? But... The other one, um, the elder brother, wanted to be this. Like he wanted to go up in a rocket. I believe the movie is called Attica or something. Mm. Yeah, so he wanted to go up in a space mission. But to qualify for that, you had to have certain requirements. And there is no way, unless your genes are modified, that you can achieve that kind of heart rate and running for that long and... Do you, do you understand? Yeah, they don't say that. Your genes have been modified. But do you understand? So, so, anyway, coming back to what I'm saying, yeah? So, if you're born with that skill to have a good willpower, maybe, yes, if you fine-tune it and sell yourself out to God, you can do all that He commanded. Do you understand? Because his commandments are not what? Burdensome. You find that in the New Testament. Uh, Father John the Baptist. Yes. Zachariah. The Bible speaks about it. It's that he fulfill all the commandments. Yeah. Do you understand? That means, yeah, there may be sin, but it pushes that away. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying with this? Yes. But that, his son was John the Baptist. Yes. He was not even... The, but Jesus says he's the least in the old commandment. Mm -hmm. That means we have something more blessed. That is God himself living in us to save us from all kind of deception. Do you understand? So if the devil comes up with, saw, with false signs and wonders, if the Lord is really in you, you will know. Because I was thinking about that the uh, yeah earlier today, um, 
I do not know if I mentioned that in one ministry that I was helping out, a woman came to preach and I said, immediately, this is not from God. And I spoke to the pastor. I didn't speak to the woman. And the pastor said, give me a scripture. The pastor was there with his wife. Give me a scripture on why you say it's true. Mm-hmm. I said, what? Okay, then I thought, okay, then the Lord gave me a couple of scriptures I gave to him. Then his wife said, do something about it. But how was I able to discern in the spirit, in my born-again spirit, and knowing God, knowing the heart of God, because what that woman was preaching only filled people with fear, not with faith. Do you understand? Even Jesus' temptation by the devil. Okay, devil use scriptures. Mm-hmm. That is why when this man asked me for scriptures, I was like, I can give you a lot of scriptures, but that won't, do, yeah. do, 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 do you understand, yeah? Uh, so, how did Jesus overcome that? He knew what God had meant. He knew the art of God. Did, did you understand? So taking one scripture out of context, do you understand? Yeah, and I, I wanted to. I want since we are on this, uh, go to Romans ten. In Romans ten, verse eighteen, I believe. Yeah, I think. Yeah. No, Romans ten, verse fifteen. Yeah. Am I am I on the right page? Yes, yes, yes. Verse 13, yeah, Romans 10, verse 13, yes. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Does it not say that in your Bible? Yes. Why then do we make it more complicated? All we have to do is call on the name of the Lord, and we shall be what? Saved. That means what the Lord who died on the cross for us and and was resurrected on the third day. Now, you can go into the nitty-gritty of things by saying, okay, if the third day and he rose on Sunday, what is that? Remember, uh, long time ago, yes, do you understand? Uh, I was giving you an example, but it doesn't say that in the Bible it says, okay, on the third day he rose again. Do you understand? Yes, so... Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes? That means what? If you put your faith in Christ, the salvation you get is a gift from God because of your faith. In whom? The solution that God offered. That is His Christ. So it doesn't matter, coming back, what you do in that sense, not that you 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 call to do everything uh, in sin, no. Uh, what you you put away that sin because of your faith in Christ. You're putting away the sin will not cause your salvation. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, yeah? So, so whatever you do in sin doesn't really matter in that case. You understand what I'm saying, yes? yes? Because whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. saved. So that is the point when you are saved. Mm-hmm. 
then once you're born again and you have the spirit of God dwelling in you whose temple you are then you can overcome whatever sin is thrown at you by the world be it a temptation be it hardship whatever it is it surpasses the peace surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in what? Christ Jesus in our salvation because once you're saved there is no temptation beyond what you can take that God allowed to pass and that which God loves will develop you I'm getting to understand because you need to grow you need to understand like I've spoken about this also patience is a virtue and all that do you understand I didn't have patience before I thought I was a patient person but the Lord showed me how impatient I was he's still working on that but do you do understand yes and it's been what, more than 20 years yes do you understand he's still working on that yes do you understand but I see a difference in who I was so now when the Lord tells me to turn right I know that I better turn right because I've done that physically remember once I was going to Uti in a car the Lord said turn right and I said hmm, okay I'll turn and I turn left yeah because I wanted I was in the polemical house and I wanted to take the shortcut through Allah and lo and behold there was no road in front of me because it was flooded and I had to turn back and go back the same way and I was waiting for God to say I told you so <laughs> but God didn't do that he didn't condemn me do you understand all if anything I understood what God had said to me was son I hope you learn from this do you understand now I'm very sensitive to what the Lord says to the best of my abilities mm -hmm. I'm not saying I have it all no like the name of this of this project being changed and do you understand yes so so there is that conflict until we die in the flesh the sin nature and the spirit the holiness yeah do you understand yes yes that'll be there that is why we need to sharpen our acts yes I have an extension uh -huh. on, on that topic. So, where is where do we place the heart that, that we are learning? Um, obviously, in the sin nature, I, I believe so. Hmm. But we've been learning how to restore, actually, okay. to have a new heart. Okay. So, that new heart is that that spirit. Meaning mm. we're born again spirit, like really see. where is where art please? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So your question is then where is your heart that you're learning about? Mm. Yes? Mm. Where is it placed in this and how does it affect how how because you obviously have to change your heart. Mm -hmm. So you how 
how do you place it in the right place? Mm. So, your heart is obviously not the heart, the ticker, yeah, the yeah. organ, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes? So, you are a spirit, yes? Yes, you have a soul and you live in a body. The spirit, now if you're born again, belongs to God. Your body, again, belongs to God. What are you responsible for? The soul. That is your heart. Do you understand? In earlier poetry, I had said this, they didn't say, oh, my heart longs for you. They said what? My liver longs for you. Do you understand? In, even in Malayalam, it, it speaks about your liver, yes? So, that's why in the Bible it says, the less there's an arrow going through your liver, yes? Do you understand? It would look funny if you drew on Valentine's Day today, a cupid shooting an arrow through a liver, yeah? So, you, I mean, if I were that person seeing that, I'd say, hi, you missed you have bad name, you need to get classes or you need to practice more or something like that. But you understand what I'm saying, yes? So then that heart then is becomes your being. That is your soul, which you are responsible for. With your soul, you accept Christ. You determine where your eternity will be in the new body that the Lord gives. Not in this body, yes? Do you, do you understand? So if in that new body, you are going to be thrown in the lake of fire, you're going to have a very bad time. <laughs> that is what we need to save humanity from as much as we can, as much as we are called to, in whatever we are way we are called to and told to and instructed by the Lord. Is that clear? Yes. yes. So, where is it placed? It's right in the center between the spirit and the body. That is where your heart is. So, you have in you five senses from which you can input the data of salvation, I'm putting it in my words, yes? You can hear the word, faith comes by hearing the word. Yes, it's good to hear, but you don't hear with your ear alone. This has to transcend down to your heart. With the heart, man, you think, if you understand, with the heart, man, you then develop faith. It's not just ear alone. That's why when I'm teaching, it is good that you hear the talk. It's not, but it's not what I'm, what I'm, what is taught. It is what is caught. It is what is imbibed in your heart. Does that make sense now? Yes. So, with your heart, then you can, if your heart is renewed. Because with out of the heart, your mouth speaks, yeah? So with your mind, you receive, and then you transfer that to your heart, and then comes out through your mouth, yes? That's why even confession of our faith is important, yes? Yes, because the power of life and death is in what? 
or tongue. Yes, Jones, tongue is physical. It's not a spiritual thing. He's not talking about spiritual thinking. Do you understand? I mean, I've not even thought about that. Do you understand? Yeah? That tongue then is controlled by the heart or your soul. So you knew your mind in the Word of God, then that transfers to your heart. People are good at renewing the mind in the Word of God, but not allowing anything to transfer into the heart. So then they remain rascals because they know everything in the mind, but in the heart they're T-rascal. They're rascals. So I, my mission is to T-rascalize them. That's the, do you understand? That's why I say, are you de-rascalized? Yeah? Because once you do that, then your heart will have the power source from God himself. He will be the backup generator, the generator, the main power supply, everything. is all in stages. Do you understand? Right now, at best, he's a backup generator in some people. When the main line fails, you turn him on. Ah, I go to God. When everything else fails, you go to God. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I'm I'm saying that because I was like that, yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, when is he going to become your only source of power? That day, you can throw away every backup. Because God never fails. Am I making it as simple as uh, possible? Yeah, I'm trying to. So what I need you to understand is that this is possible for every human being. In Psalm, if I'm right, 149. It says he, uh, um, 140, let me go there. 149, I, I do not know which verse yet, but I'll tell you. 149 and in verse yeah, 4. 149 verse 4. It says, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Mm. Who is that? Who's writing this? In the Old Testament, yes? His people are Israel. He will beautify the humble with what? With salvation. Salvation is only through Christ. Do you understand? Yes? So this, if you go into this and meditate on this, there's a lot of things. Because in Isaiah 61, it says what? He'll give beauty for ashes. That is, a, ashes is a changed subject, a changed substance, chemically altered. But then God is able to do that because he's God. It is impossible for man, but possible only for God. So do you see where your heart has to be placed at? Keep your eyes on the things above, on the miraculous, on the supernatural. Because where God wants you to go is impossible for man to go. But it is only possible if your heart is correctly tuned with God. And God knows And we better know that we are all a work in progress. Even if I think I'm strong on certain things, there are days where I have found 
okay, I'm not as strong as I thought I should be. But when I'm faced with the trouble of making that decision, I have always found God providing His strength to me to overcome. Do, do, do you understand? It's like, for example, if there's a distraction here, there, and I have to be focused on that, God te- immediately focus on that. And then He gives me the ability to go through that, whatever distraction. And sometimes the way He does things does not offend people. But even if it does, I say, Kali Wali. You know, I, I don't care. I'm obeying God. But then I come back. The human in me wants to apologize to that person. But I've learned God tells me, don't apologize for following me. <laughs> Do you understand? But then I let them know. No, I was on a mission. And therefore, one person called me when I was traveling from Uti to Bangalore. And I was driving the car. And that this person called me and he said, no, it's not right that you called during this time. And you, you want to know why? Because he got offended. Why? Well, first of all, I'm driving. And if I talk on the phone and drive, I won't be talking for long. Yes? <laughs> Do you understand? Because I was going pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And I, well, though, I mean, you know how I used to drive, yeah? Yeah, because I was teaching the person next to me to pray, yes? <laughs> oh, this is the best way to do it. No, I'm just kidding you. But second, I'm on a mission. And she said, when you're, don't greet anybody. And that's the command he, he's given me. Don't greet anybody. So I usually have my phone on silent. And this is on silent. But I answered your call because you are out of the country. In a different time zone, for you to be calling at this time, it, it was basically in somebody from the U.S. So it doesn't. I said, unless it's an emergency, what what is there? Why should you call? So then it turned out that this person wanted to chat. Then I said, okay. I asked the Lord, what should I? How should I handle this? So then the Lord said, I know why you called. I know what you're struggling with. This is the solution. I told him to read the word. Mm-hmm. I gave him some portions. And I said, I'll talk to you later. I don't think he was very happy because he wanted to continue talking. Because the word is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. He, he can read that. He thought connecting with me would provide a solution to the sin that he was bondage to at that time. But obviously, the word of God and the truth in the word of God will set him free if he had followed that. Do, 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 you, do you understand? Yes? So, I cannot be responsible for him being offended because I followed the will of the Lord. Do you understand? But what I'm, why I'm saying that is because we are a peculiar people. And sometimes we may not do what the world considers to be good. Sometimes the world will think what we are doing is evil when we follow the will of the Lord. And when the world thinks that is evil, they will be your enemies. For example, if you're convinced 
that you should not take certain vaccinations. Mm -hmm. That is good. But if the Lord told you not to take them, then don't take them. But if you are convinced otherwise, that is up to you. Mm -hmm. do, do you understand? But if the Lord tells you, don't take that, then obey God. That's why when people come and ask me about certain things and all this, I say, what has the Lord told you? Because if I tell you a chemical formula answer and something goes wrong, then you'll say, oh, the pastor said this. Mm -hmm. That's why lately I have to be very careful and tell that pastor did not say do this, yeah? Um, this is a joke, mm -hmm. yes? That means... You should laugh, and the, you know, it's not a lie because Bible says you should not lie. Also, so that's why. Do you understand? It's a joke, yeah. But uh, so, I, so I have to make people understand that. But this positioning of your heart will come in the right place as you renew your mind in the Word of God. Then you'll be able to discern the voices. For example, on your head. So then you will know what is the Spirit of the Lord telling you. Because you know the Word of God. If not, you will be deceived. Some other Spirit can tell you something or the other. There are a lot of people there. That's the example that I used before. Do you understand? That person who was speaking was speaking all scriptures, all good things, but Behind that, there was a spirit of fear. And as soon as I got the opportunity, I bound that spirit of fear. People are wondering why I got on, because on stage, because normally I stay in the back, yeah? Mm -hmm. And I got on stage, immediately I started binding the spirit, because I saw it. It was like a cloud. It was because I made the same mistake before. There was a man who claimed to be so-and-so, and he was preaching and I knew the moment he started preaching he's not from God. And he knew that I knew. The only problem is that I was sitting in the front because of the worship, not yeah. because of anything else. And all the pastors were sitting in the back. So the front row was only me. So then I was, I, I guess I must have been giving him dirty looks. Yeah, I don't think I was there. But then he started mocking me, imitating me, and sat down as I sat down. I looked at him, I said, how far has the devil possessed you to do all these things? Yeah, I didn't say that out loud, but do you understand? And then he went, then later I found he was praying for many people. So I thought, ah, maybe I should humble myself. This was much, much before I became a pastor. So then, uh, the, his, the, my, uh, the, the pastor in that ministry, who is not my pastor actually, introduced me to this person after that, you know, because I was in the worship team and all. So I, I looked at him and I knew it's not from God, but the way that the, this pastor introduced him, I knew one, that this man who was doing the introduction had no clue that he was not from God. Mm. And so then he said, he pray for you or something like that. I said, okay. I said, okay. Mm -hmm. Knowing that this man is not from God. 
That is a mistake I made. Then I got off stage, went to him home, and I knelt down. And then, well, then he even mocked that, oh, you're kneeling down now, huh? like that. I don't know if anybody else heard, heard it. Then he prayed for me, and as a result of that, I got sick for three or four days. It was like a snake bit me. Then I said to the Lord, no more. I'm sorry, I said to the Lord. And the Lord uh, healed me. Do you understand from that? Do, do, do you understand? So be careful who lays your, their hands on you also. Do you understand? Yeah. That's why you should belong to a church. And that the word that you eat will put your heart right with God. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. That is how your heart is set right. The second way is if you harbor doubts and unbelief. Dude, were you there when I used the bottles of water with a dye? Mm -hmm. Yes? yes there is faith, but there is also unbelief. You can have both. And what unbelief does is corrupt your faith. Do you, do you understand? So, while your heart may have all kind of faith, if it has unbelief, you need to do something about it. Do, do you understand? You, but starting with the idea that you realize that these are two different things. Because the man said, I want to believe, but help me. Help my unbelief. Help me get rid of this unbelief. Do you understand? There's a lot more examples that we can use here, but uh, uh, there's another thing. But what, what you need to do is get rid of this unbelief, which goes against the Christ of God, what God has sent. Right now, that is the unpardonable sin. Yes, you cannot has salvation without Christ. Do you understand? But it says what? He will beautify the humble with salvation in Psalm 149, yes? So what? You have to be humble. That is the first way to get rid of unbelief. Humble yourself before the Lord. A lot of people are praying for the land, but it's useless because it's in the in God says, humble yourself, let pray. If you don't humble yourself, you can pray till the cows come home. I know people who are very good at not humbling themselves, and they're doing all the American Indian brands, and all. I said, what are, you, what are you doing? Oh, this is a war dance. Yeah, I said, in your country. By some other people, not by you. Not genetically, anyway. You're copying them? Then copy some other African dance. That's, do you understand? And while you're at it, jump in the water. So if you don't know how to swim, then that's better. I'm, I was joking with that person, but... Do you, do you understand about jumping in the water? Do you understand? It doesn't you can't mix and match. 
That's why you need to belong to a church. And if you're too proud to say, oh, this pastor, I know more than him. Maybe you know more than him, but humble yourself. Do you understand? When I needed to get out from the clutches of a wrong ministry, I didn't rebel against that ministry. I cried out to God. I said, God, get me out of this rut. And he did. I know when I prayed, I know when he got through and gave me the deliverance. Part of that is what I shared when the Lord showed me the skies parting and the demons praying and a sword coming down. Do you understand? And becoming a shepherd's staff. Remember? So, what? So, you need to belong to a church. That is the second thing. Humble yourself. And what does it say in James 1.21? Obviously, I have not prepared all of this. Yes, so... Uh, yeah, 121. 121. Therefore, therefore, I'll read it, yeah? Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. The word has to be what? Implanted. What does that mean? It has to transcend from your ear to your heart. Do you understand? Not that you surgically implant a Bible in your hand. Yeah? That, I mean, maybe technology will allow that. Even now, if you put the whole Bible in the micro dot, it's possible, theoretically, yes? Do, do you understand? Like with all the di digital encryption and whatnot, yes, you can do that, but that will do you no good, yes? You can go around saying, hey, I have the whole Bible in my hand, yeah? I don't know, yeah, maybe that'll be a new thing. Like people walk around with WWJD, in mm -hmm. armbands, what would Jesus do? And they do all kind of foolish things. I, I asked him, like, would Jesus do what you just did? Technically, what Jesus did was what he saw his father do, yes? Mm -hmm. So, what would the father do? What is his will? We're coming back. His will is to turn right. And that is where your heart should be. Do you understand? Because if you read the book of Job, what he feared, Job says, has come upon me. Fear is not faith. What drives out fear? Perfect love casts away all fear. What does that mean? It doesn't make any sense unless you know the love, the agape love that is downloaded from God. And when you know God loves you, then you will have hope. And when you have hope, that then develops faith. And then fear comes, you say, well, you know, go somewhere else. Do, do, do you understand? Yes? You, you're clear, but the Bible says what? You have faith, hope, and love. And the creator of this is love. You have to know the love of God. You have to taste and see that the Lord is good. You can't just talk about it. And how do you know that? One, first through the word of God descending, the implanted word of God, 
Yes, implanted, which, which is able to save your souls. Do you understand? Second, you have to receive it from above, from what God has given you, because you don't have it. You may have all kind of worldly definitions of love, but that is not the love, the unconditional agape love that God has. I explained that in my talks, yes. So, now, do you understand how you place your heart? Yeah? There are more things, but start with this. Do you understand? So, here's the thing. If you want to lose weight, let's say you want to lose 30 kilos. Maybe after a week or two, you check the scale and you're working hard, you then will have lost maybe one or two kilos, yes? Mm -hmm. And it's a progression like that. But in this case, where you want your heart to be in the right place, sometimes God doesn't want you to lose 30 kilos, maybe He wants you to lose 50 kilos. But you might not think, oh, that is a good thing for me to set a target to because that is beyond what I can achieve. And if you agree with God, let's say you weigh, what, what, what is 75 plus 50? Uh, uh, 125. 125. Let's say you pay 125 kilograms, mm -hmm. yes? Not pounds, 125 kilograms. Mm -hmm. And you and God says you need to be 75 kilograms. Mm -hmm. And then in the world, you will start your diet accordingly and your exercises, mm -hmm. whatever, yes? And then 125 will become 124, it will become 123. You have all kind of apps nowadays. <laughs> and beyond that it tells you what to do what to eat how to sleep and what not yeah it doesn't tell you that you have to throw your phone away yes that's the best advice yeah but uh, anyway I'm kidding yeah don't throw your phone away and said you pastor said that yeah but what God is able to do is miraculously transform you from a, from 125 kilos to 75 kilos but do you trust God enough for that? You don't have to go through that process. That, in the world's eye, is a miracle. But in God's eyes, that's no. Because that is the will of God. Mm -hmm. And what else is there? Anything that is not the will of God is evil. That is why there is a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Once that is removed and sin is not there, nothing enters you. Is that clear? Because what you speak and what you pray for, nothing is impossible with God. And that's what Jesus was trying to get through to his disciples, including us. Do you understand? But what is entering us? Unbelief. Get rid of that. How? By renewing your mind in the Word of God, implanted Word of God. Do you understand? When you think like God, nothing is impossible. But we are all a work in progress. Do you understand? For God, healing a headache and healing or gracing someone from death, there's no difference. 
do you, do you understand? I taught you earlier about spiritual warfare 101. Mm -hmm. How it starts with your self. Mm -hmm. Yes? But that is the first step. Now, there are things that happen in the spiritual realm. Paul speaks of that in Ephesians 6. 10 onwards, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. You can't. There are other things. But what's the point in doing all that if you are going to fall immediately at the first fiery dart? Again, we, we were interrupted by the bell. So, so this is the basic step to understand your spiritual warfare starts with you. Then there are things like your neighborhood, territorial spirits, there are witches and warlocks. There is the devil, there's a place called hell. Do you understand? But what's the point in knowing all that and bringing fear into you or tickling your ears if it doesn't produce faith? Because one person who knows at that time a lot of these things told me, if you knew all these things, you would not, you would step out of the house. I was thinking, how can you live your life like that? Because Jesus is the name of all names. Mm -hmm. But there is truth in that. Jesus is the name of all names. That is a, that's the truth. But is it reality in your life? Just because you have a soap factory in your village does not mean that you are clean. Do you want to, you got to buy the soap and you have to apply it. But here when you go to buy the salvation is free. By faith you receive. Do you understand? Step by step. That's why God lets in certain things to make us grow. Now do you understand? Yeah, It's not that he is the author of sickness. Do you understand? For example, um, there is a study even recently with the hurricane that just came. It's called Ian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how it corresponds to or correlates to America taking action against Israel. Because that is the, Israel is the apple of God's eye. If you look at it that way. Yeah. So, the the perfect storm, for example, I think it happened in 91, yes? Yeah. It sent water into George Bush's house while he was at that moment making a pact to Dubai, Israel. Like that. Even Hurricane Ian. You just have to look at what happened starting in September. I'm not going to go into that, yeah? Now, then, did God make Hurricane Ian? That is the question. No. But God moved his hand away, and when he moved that his hand away, all kind of disasters planned by the devil. Why the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Yes. Do you understand? Yes. So God was not responsible for creating that hurricane, but since people did not want God in the picture. And obviously hurting God by hurting Israel, God's okay. I'm not going to protect them anymore. Do you understand? Does that mean that they're not good people in, the, in that, in the path of the hurricane? Here's what happened. 
And this is what I saw. If you want, I'll forward the link to you. One pastor and his church heard the news that the hurricane was headed directly for the church. So the whole church prayed. And guess what? The hurricane moved away. Yes, but that is not all. After that, the pastor came under fire because the hurricane moved away by the unbelievers. Exactly. How dare you pray to move away the hurricane? Do you understand? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, It's like, um, I heard a joke if I can remember it correctly. There was a church, and next to the church, the building next to it um, was sold to a guy who wanted to convert that into a bar. So you have the church, and you have the bar, or, or opposite. So the church then said, this will not happen, yeah? And they started praying, praying ardently for this bar not to happen. So. But in spite of all the prayers and everything, the bar started and the first day the bar opened and there were a lot of people, but then the bar got fire, on fire, mm. caught fire, yeah? And it burned down completely. So then the church said, hallelujah, praise the Lord, yes? Because obviously not a drink was served, mm -hmm. yes? Then the bartender, or the owner took the church to court. And in the court, the judge asked, how do you plead? The church said, we didn't do anything to cause that fire. And here's the bartender saying, no, they had prayed and that caused a fire. So this is what the judge said. I have in front of me a church that doesn't believe in the power of prayer, but a bartender who believes in the power of prayer, and that causes fire. How do you want me to decide, yes? Seems to me like he has more faith than the entire church, yeah? But it's like that. Did you understand? A lot of people, like, you travel with me, mm -hmm. I cleared away the rain, yes? Obviously the rain went somewhere else, mm -hmm. or maybe it dissipated. If it went somewhere else, and they called me and they put a lawsuit against me, based on what? Mm -hmm. Do you understand, yes? So if the rain is coming for you, you have been given the control of the weather, the authority to control. So you pray, it should not happen. Where? If you're having a function, say, no, it won't rain. Do, do, do you understand, yes? Instead of taking another man to court. Do, 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 do you understand? Yeah, a lot of things happening like that. So I can understand what this person is saying about if you only know the truth. Yeah, do you understand? But it's the truth that sets us free. And Jesus is indeed the name above all names. And no enemy, no enemy can come where Jesus stands God. Mm -hmm. Because I heard a say, who ex-Satanist priest say, mm -hmm. as a priest he could even kill people. 
because he was serving Satan at that level. Do you understand? But, and he used to astral project a lot, meaning leave his body and go into neighbors to curse people there. But whichever neighborhood where there were people who knew how to pray, he, and he could not cross that line because it was being guarded. That was being protected by the Lord himself. Now he goes around preaching that. Preaching how Christ is superior to all these things. But yes, this is true. But we have something that is greater than all this. But then we need to what? Put the heart in the right place. Renew our mind. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Now do you understand all this? Just explaining two questions took more than an hour. Yes? Do you understand? But then you don't feel that it is more than an hour. No? Do you, do you understand? And this is why it is important for us to meet physically. Now, I'm not saying that there is no anointing when we meet uh, online or the, for people who can't be. No, that again is what the Lord imparts, not me imparting anything. So if God can impart to you sitting here, he can impart to you sitting in Antarctica, if that is his will. But if because of convenience you don't come, do you understand? then you can't guarantee that. God, I'm not putting God in a box. God it can still work, yeah. But do you understand, yeah? So, I know people who got saved because they were walking down the street when Renard Bonke was preaching in, in, in the Kalu Stadium, yeah? Mm -hmm. And they heard certain things and they said, what is this man talking about? And they came to listen and they got saved and majestically saved. Do, do you understand? They had no idea that when they woke up, they're planning to go to a crusade or getting, going to get saved that day. But that, so you can't put God in a box, yeah? Do you understand? Does that answer your question? Yes? Okay. You have any more questions? That'll take yeah. another two hours. Yeah. No more. <laughs> no. <coughs> it's a question, but it's something I have observed huh. in one of my colleagues. Is this colleague saved? Colleague. Uh, yeah, I will say yes because she goes to a church. Uh, just be, just because uh, yes. he or she goes to a church doesn't mean that. Actually, I don't believe she's saved. Okay. Uh, she goes to a church, but. Even people who come here, mm -hmm. not all of them are saved. Mm -hmm. Just because you are emotional about your salvation doesn't make it so. Because by the Spirit you're saved. It says that in, in, not yes. by your intellect or emotions. Yeah. Continue. So, every time that um, we have a discussion or something to do, that thing should be done in the easiest way. Mm -hmm. But she is always confused. But confused beyond mm -hmm. understanding. A simple thing to do, she will make it. If you call her for a small question, that takes you your 20 minutes. And 
where have you gone? It, she's always confused, basically. Mm -hmm. Always confused. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people I have. Recently, I had to tell her, I'm like, why are you always confused like that? Mm. I, I don't understand what's going on. Mm. Simple thing, she's confused. Okay. I, I don't know how to deal with because now it's like it's getting to meaning she is becoming a weight on me. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm to the point that I'm trying to avoid her because okay. simple thing is So uh, what is your question? How do I deal with that? Okay. How do I deal with such cases? Okay, there are two things that you need to understand in this. One is your personal approach to that situation and second is you reaching out to that person personally when you know that you have to deal with that person you pray over that meeting okay. that there is no confusion and so there be clarity yes mm -hmm. do you understand because i'll go to isaiah 11 to just read that out or, or I'll, I'll go, go get there. I see 11, 2. Are you there? Yes, sir. It says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Yes? His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he continues. Yes? Basically, says what? The Spirit over and over and over. But the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of confusion. Yes? So, the Spirit of the Lord should rest upon you. Yes? Because you are in Christ. It should give you... The, he should give you what? Wisdom and understanding. Mm -hmm. Counsel and might. Knowledge and uh, the fear of the Lord. Yes? And you should delight in the fear of the Lord. Because you should... What does that mean? When God tells you to go right, you should delight. Oh, okay, I will go right. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? So that is the way that you need to pray. Mm -hmm. Second is that the outreach part. Mm -hmm. She might not uh, be doing it on purpose. Mm -hmm. She might wonder why there's a lot of confusion. Because mm -hmm. what that uh, what it is is a tactic of the devil to get her tired and by doing that then she becomes less productive and less efficient and at the end of the day she will look back and say I can't do this exactly, exactly. What, what she said that I can't do this child she I said that she said okay. that I can't okay. do this okay I can't continue so so then what you need to do is you tell her okay you will pray for her mm -hmm. and that you tell her that you've told this to your pastor and he's praying for you also okay. and tell her to come to this church yeah. invite her because yeah. it's not because i'm here or because the lord will set her free mm -hmm. and give her this scripture that i gave you i say 11 2 yeah. and okay. also john 10 10 what does it say? Jesus said what? The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give you life, life and life in its fullness. Do you understand? So, and also the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes? 
Is the fullness of life a reality in her that she's experiencing, that she's tasting? If not, there's something wrong. You can say you are a Christian all you want. Do you, do you understand? But if, if you are, say, I'm not judging her. If she's saved, then she's stuck. You, you heard me preach about this, yes? Do you understand, yes? So she needs to get the freedom that is already hers. And how does she do that? By renewing your mind. So some people may be reluctant to read the Bible because it doesn't make any sense. And you read the Bible, actually it doesn't make any sense if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit of do you understand? So how do you start developing that hunger within her to get right with God? Well, it has to come within her and God has to give her that. But you start with the point of contact that is you. Mm -hmm. Meaning don't ask her to come to the church and next Sunday if she doesn't show up, okay. That's it. No, mm -hmm. no. You start the, mm -hmm. when it's the right time to bring her to the church for her to understand more then you will know. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And when you minister to her, mm -hmm. don't go with the formula. But obviously, the scriptures give it to her, mm -hmm. but when she asks you certain things or she tells you, these scriptures will come. You don't need to have the reference ready, but you can say, okay, in the Bible it says, if you know the book where mm -hmm. it says, okay, in Galatians it says, stand fast mm -hmm. in the freedom, which Christ has set you free. Now, if you know the reference that it is in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, for a person who has never opened the Bible, doesn't make any sense. Do you understand? Yes? Mm -hmm. So, and so, um, start with that. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And continue praying for her and put her name for prayer in the group. Yeah. As a community, we pray. Mm -hmm. And God will then do what only he can do. Don't expect it to be, okay, 145 kilos to 144 kilos. Maybe God will, shoot. Do you understand? And do a miraculous thing in our life. Do you understand? We, do, we don't know how God will work, but we can't take that responsibility or shrug that responsibility off of not preaching or giving you what we have. Do you understand? Yes? So, before she meets me or comes to the church, maybe you can forward something. I do. Do you understand? But then follow up on that. Make sure she watches that and if she has any questions on that, then do you understand? Yeah? See, it's one thing to just forward the links. Mm -hmm. But you got to follow up. Do you understand? That is why don't follow up more than one link at a time. Mm -hmm. Forward that and then after they watch it, do you understand? Ask them, have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Then do you have any questions? Mm -hmm. And if they say no, they're lying. Okay. Because or they're not understood. Mm -hmm. Do you do, do understand? Yes? The last link actually that you asked to forward, I sent it to her and she said something. Okay, no, let me let me finish saying. Do you remember last week I had uh, put an excerpt on um, what causes de depression yeah. on, on my channel? Yes? Mm -hmm. 
I forwarded to somebody mm-hmm. whom I didn't think needed this. Mm-hmm. But the Lord said, forward it to that person. I said, okay. Uh, out of obedience, I did that. Two days later, this person gets back to me and says, where can I find the continuation of this talk? That means they would understand, yeah? So then I said, it's there in a church, church's YouTube channel, and I gave him the link for that talk. Do you, do you understand? I, 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 don't, I didn't invite him here because he doesn't even live in the state. Yeah, do, do you understand? Yeah. So that's how you know the effectiveness of this. Do you understand? I'm not just doing it to bring the view count up or anything else. Do you understand? Yeah? yeah. I only do what the Lord has told me to do. Do you understand? Yeah. So. Why I'm saying this is this follow-up is important. One, it lets that peep that those those people know that you care enough to follow up, that that they're not alone in this. Do you understand? And then later they may open up about something else being the issue that they'll do. Do you understand? Yeah. And if whatever you can't handle, you be honest with that saying okay this is beyond me let me get to my pastor and I'll, he'll you know he'll pray about it and get back to you whatever it is whether it be a simple thing or whatever do or complicated thing there's nothing complicated if the source is God remember what I spoke about the generators and yes. everything yes do you understand so so follow up on this and you know, and let, let, like for example, today you can say that uh, that your pastor is praying for her also. Do you understand? And as far as this thing of confusion is concerned, there is another part that is in the world. Being simple is viewed as not educated. To put it. You understand where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So if you make it as sophisticated and as complicated as possible, mm-hmm. then you are a person of great intellect. And if people don't understand you, then that makes you even more greater. The people who think that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell people who talk like that is they cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. Tell me the point. I don't want to hear stories after stories, mm-hmm. three days of stories and Finally, we forget what you're talking about. Do you understand? I don't have time for that. Do you understand? So, tell me what is the problem. So, if the Lord tells me before that person tells me, I tell them, okay, now keep quiet. Let me pray for you. I don't care what you say. I'll just pray for you. Then, the Lord does what only He can do. Am I I clear? And so, that then brings us to the question of praying for that person. If the Lord leads you, you pray. Do you understand? It doesn't matter whether you're in an office surrounded by 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. I, one person um, I prayed for was in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, we, everybody was working out, and it was that person's birthday. And I went up to that person, and I said, Happy birthday. I said, Can I pray for you? And he was like, Yes, of course. He was thinking, Maybe I'll pray. I said, okay, now. 
<laughs> so he's, then I said, I said, close your eyes because I don't, I don't want him to get distracted. Yeah. As soon as I started praying, the Lord told me to lay my hands on him. And as soon as that, the power got hit the place. Mm-hmm. And I started prophesying and giving him things. I mean, he was a believer who was backslidden at that time. Now he's serving the Lord. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's in the worship team. He plays uh, mm-hmm. guitar and all this. Yeah. So all the people that were staring, like, because I know people were taking steroids in the room. I never went there. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you understand? They call it medicine, but it's actually steroids. Yeah. To bulk up. Do you understand? And so, that is how the Lord should lead you. And He's not um, partial to me. Do do you understand? If the Lord leads you to pray, then pray for Him. Do you understand? But the solution is that she should have peace. The activation of that solution, all these words the Lord is giving you, is compassion. It rhymes, no? Solution, actuation, compassion. Maybe I should write a song. Yeah. It's a compassion that you have because she is troubled by what she ought not to be troubled. That is the motive. The greater of this is love. Do you understand? So you want to see her free. God will set her free. You be that channel. Do you understand? If you do it with the wrong motivation, maybe God will set her free, mm-hmm. but then you will get burned out later. Mm-hmm. If you want to glorify your name. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. How you do after the miracle will then set the template or the or the pace at which she will follow Christ. What do I mean by that? If you then take that person to the next level of seeking the Lord because they have already tasted the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you understand? Then you then they have the authority and the right at that time to for example to ask her to come to the church. Now when you tell people to read the Bible they view it as something punitive as a punishment and certain people of different faiths may even see it as penance you know like you like you do a confession say do three Hail Marys and four, five our fathers or whatever do you understand all that is does nothing yeah am I making sense so be careful and be led by the Lord because each case and each person is different yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So you mm-hmm. start immediately. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Don't wait till the next opportune time. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But don't make a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Be sensitive to mm-hmm. the Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you do not know how to move forward, check with me if, I, if the Lord speaks to me. Then I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? But. In the end, she should be set free because of the truth that mm-hmm. sets her free. Is that clear? Yes. Any other questions? No. Okay. Then we'll wind up. Okay. 
Father, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For this time, Lord, where you have spoken your words, Lord, of eternal life, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that there will be deeper understanding of everything that you have revealed to us, Lord. And indeed, in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, The secret things that are revealed to us belong to us. The secret things of the Lord, yes. Thank you for revealing these truths to us and help us, Lord, to understand and build up your kingdom and give you the glory in Jesus' name. And we pray that you strengthen us with might and power that as we go forth by faith, step out by faith, launch out into the deep by faith. You strengthen us, Lord. Above all, let us taste and see and experience your love for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.